The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hello and welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Uh oh. I hear an echo. Bringing you the good time music, action, pop culture, and entertainment. Chad, do you hear an echo? That's what I heard. Okay. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. We got a great show lined up for you today and. Ron's sitting there all funny, and so I'll Hi, introduce Ron. him, our cool, outrageous man about town, Ron Russell. Hello, 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 hello. Echo, echo. <laughs> okay, that's he the lost his mind. <laughs> I got Jimmy Star person. Anyway, <clears throat> we're back from Florida, as they say, in Cuba, which is what Miami is now, is Cuba. And they only speak Spanish there. Nobody speaks English no more because now Spanish became the official language of South Florida. I'm going to get into a Spanish mood. Do you know something I'm going to tell you? I, I'm very, very, very happy that I, 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 that I went to oh, Miami. God. Oh, oh, my shut word. Up, what is going face. on here? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Chad on the board. Hey, had a, let's introduce Chad. Hey, Chad, welcome oh, to the board. Chad Murphy. What up? What up? Chad what up? What up? What up? What up? I was in Florida last week, and I was very upset about that. Yeah, just uh, hey, what's up, chat room? Just got Chad. Well, yeah, can't hear me. Oh, yeah, now I can. That's weird, though. Man, you guys, you, are well you guys, are you guys wired or you wireless? No, we're wired. Are you? Hmm. All right, we're, we're clicked and we're fine. Yeah, you were doing All the right, lights a little, 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 little earlier, but um, you're back now. Okay, so we want to give a shout out to Chad. We want to give a shout out to everybody in the chat room. What's up, everybody in the chat room? There's lots of people: Ken Pettigrew, Morley, ooh, Chad, Girl, ooh, Irish Ginger. Ooh, everybody in the chat room. Hello, welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. Ooh, hey, Ken is getting married. Ken is getting married. Ho, 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 oh, that's ho, right, everybody. Ken Pettigrew. We saw he's getting married. The, we didn't even know that. that he's he going to tie the knot with a big juicy. Oh, well. I'm not going to complete that. Uh, yeah, Ken is getting married. So are we. We're getting married in a couple of weeks. But that would be in New York City, a very silent, hidden wedding, which is the immediate family. And then after that, we throw the big party in the wintertime. But Jimmy and I are going to tie the knot in a couple of weeks. Isn't that exciting? Yeah. How are we going to do Just our like names? Ken. We're going to do like Ron Russell Star, and you're going to do Jimmy Star Russell. There you go. Isn't that how, they, how the gay guys do it? I don't know. Well, I have to call some Chad, how do the gay guys do it, answer. do you know? Just like you do it, Jimmy Star. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to call some of those queens up and ask those bitches. They'll probably <laughs> no, lie to me no, and say, in your case, we'll call the Jimmy weeks? Star and the old bitch. Two weeks? There you this, go. This Mrs. Old Bitch, that'll be me. 
That's what the evil queens do. They're so evil, those drag queens. I hate them all. Anyway, in the chat room, too, I want to thank everybody for uh, all the comments and all the Facebook posts and everything about my dad. He's, he's not totally well, but he's doing much, much better. So thank you very, very much. We appreciate all the support. I must tell you, the greatest medicine today to give to an 87-year-old is Puntang. He was doing okay, but the day his girlfriend came to the house and he said to Jimmy and I, split for an hour and a half. Well, we did. <laughs> when we came back, that old goat was running around like a wild man. I mean, you know, Snatch, <laughs> Snatch can clear the head, I think. I mean, really and truly, when they say that Poussey is the reason to live, in most cases, it's true because this man made a speedy recovery because of Poussey. Now, Poussey is a fine cologne you can buy in Paris, so don't think it's anything else, boys and girls. But anyway, he's doing great. And in fact, he's with the Poussey today. They went dancing. Yes. So they're at the ballroom in, in Boca dancing. I mean, at 90,000 years old, in the old broad sex fiends that they are, are now dancing. There you go. So I guess this, the secret to longevity and happiness is sex, 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 sex. There you go. And we forgot to tell everybody, hit the ITV button and you can see us in the studio with the beautiful showroom visual. What do we call our window? This is our new window. I knocked the wall out so this way you could see the entire fields of Pennsylvania. <laughs> behind us so check it I all knocked, out i knocked the wall out we hope Me, everybody meanwhile is this coming in blurry why do they have the jimmy star show like that and it's I'm always so, like that you know i like the blurry i look like 22 years old in the blur there you go i that like blurry just, let's keep it blurry that could just that's because we uh raised and made the image really big and if we made the image smaller oh, i don't want to like see that. oh i don't want to see that that looks like crap. <laughs> that's, that's old looking this my monitor has me looking 22 Hey, beautiful. How you doing? There you go. Chad, how was now your I weekend? Look at the other monitor. Hey, ugly. How are you doing? Chad, how was your weekend? It was we very really good. Care. Very we good. Went. We had a couple gigs and uh, had some time off to relax. How about? I, I, I give it a thumbs up, baby. And, okay, and oh, you actually good. relax, so that's good. We enjoy that. It was a busy we week. We got Rebel in the studio this week down from Louisiana and training and stuff like that. And I think Dean on his tour out to California is going to open up a studio in L.A. Yeah, we heard. Well, Isn't that awesome? L.A. Who LA and L.A. Dean. Dean who? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The one Dean you were uh, mooning before the show, before we went live. That guy. I have no, I have no, I know the name. I can't remember the person. <laughs> love it. Dean and I have this wonderful banter going on. I love him. It's good He's such stuff. a New York guy. When we were kids, we used to rank. We used to call it ranking on each other. We loved each other. We just did it as fun. And Dean and I really do care for each other, and we rank on each other something really bad. And I enjoy it so much because we try to see who's the cleverest one to say the cleverest rank. I always win, of course. So when Ron was losing today, everybody before no, the I show, wasn't losing. He pulled his pants down and showed his rear end. Well, because Dean Dean was critiquing the background, and he said my shirt clashed with the background. The lighting wasn't right. I've, he was going on and on. Obviously, so the most clever one is me because there is no such word as cleverest. I know that. That's why. <laughs> That's why I said it with the hesitation. <laughs> you see, you didn't get the humor. No, he didn't. He, you're getting old head. I said clever est with a dash between it as the humor. That was the humor. Dean, oh, was you're that in New humor? York too long. Florida's making you dummy. Oh, so was Dean, that humor? You're going to California. Does everybody know that yet or no? I don't know that everybody knows that. Okay, well... Are you going for good or just to do the show? <laughs> I'm gonna, I, no, I'm going to be bi-coastal, actually. I'm going to live mostly there, right, but I'm going to live here. I, I heard you were bi anyway, right. so now you could be bi-coastal. 
<laughs> now I could say Dean is bald. I knew I, knew I was stepping into that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Barefoot, barefoot. It just squeezed, swished right through your toes. <laughs> Listen, Dean, I want to wish you really and truly from the bottom of my heart the best of luck and that you're going to be a great success out there because L.A. makes success. It's a wonderful place to be. Uh, Jimmy and I want to do a show out there in the wintertime because I have all the stars I, I know that we can have on the show. And I know that you're going to have a better show. So you're going to be doing your show network. from a cemetery? <laughs> Don't get smart. <laughs> now, that's not nice. My stars, you paid money to see when you were a child. Yeah. When but your mother took you to the movies and it was a quarter to see seven movies. You remember those days, don't you? <laughs> yeah, that's why I said you're going to do it at a cemetery. Like the likes of Jane Russell. No, no, no. They're not. They're, they're very old people, but they're legends. I have names that go on and on forever. My names are not like the jerks of today that last 20 minutes. My legends have worked in 50 years of, of film, and they're, they're superstars, and they're written in, in, they're in the encyclopedia. It would be go. really cool. Now, have, Jane, would, Jane Russell's in the encyclopedia. Yeah, it would be tits. really cool if you had the same legendary status. Ooh. What did he say? It'd be cool if you had the same. He does have the same legendary status. <laughs> I want you to know that uh, I was compared to Robert Osborne by a few of the old celebrities. And they said, Ron, it's a wonderful job you do with Bob Osborne, keeping vintage films alive and bringing them to young people today so they could learn how to act and move and work a camera and know what lighting is and know how to do a film with a beginning, middle, and an end. We need that. We need the old work. Actually, Dean might not. Dean, do you know who Robert Osborne is? He's the guy who hosts Turner Classic Movies. I did, not know. No, I, I did not know. I did not know. Thank you for bringing that it's up. Robert Osborne. Why well, I, 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 mm-hmm. I can certainly see your expertise uh, with with how your backdrop covers the whole screen. <laughs> well, you know why? That's you, a window frame. No, listen, listen. <laughs> that's the part of the wall that's left after I knock the wall down. <laughs> <laughs> you see, we're under construct. We're under construction here. We're getting all new stuff. So we had to do something to hide the wall that's not quite finished. So we put up this huge painting I have by a fabulous artist, whom I don't remember who his name is. His name is Beck. <laughs> Jay Beck is a great artist, and I, and I have two of his works, and he's absolutely becoming quite famous now. And the work behind me is getting is growing in value. Truthfully, it's going to be a lot of. Good luck with it all. When are you yeah, leaving? Dude. When are you going out there to check it all out? Well, actually, I am uh, leaving October 7th. I have an event, and then I'm leaving straight from that a- event, and then I'm going to be stopping in Louisiana, setting up new studios there while I'm like mid-country, which I'm not announcing until I'm on the road. It's like I'm going to be like, hey, I'm driving across the country, open studios in L.A., and I stopped in Louisiana to open a studio. And then, awesome. And then, That's uh, with Rebel. Rebel. Yay, Rebel. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna you're gonna be like the new Tina Turner. I mean, t- Ted Turner. T- Ted Turner. <laughs> Tina. I love Tina Turner, but you're gonna be like the new Ted t- Turner. Yeah, I, I'm gonna Turner. be Ted Turner, or you and then be I'm Tina gonna go Turner on with a wig too. You could look like her. Well, I was gonna say I'm gonna be Ted Turner, and then I'm gonna go on the Queen Mary and be Tina Turner. Yeah, and there you, you can, go. You you can, can do, do them both. You know, Proud Mary, that's a great one for you. I can see those <laughs> little legs of yours and high heels skipping. Proud Mary. Da, 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 da. 
Anyway, Gene, the best because you're the best. And um, we'll see you in L.A. for sure because we're going to be there for the winter time. Hey, we love you, Ron. We Absolutely. don't care what anybody else thinks about you. I do love you. you. I mean, I, you and Chad are super duper in my book because I meet so many jerk-offs in this business. I can't tell you. Idiots. What do you say? You jerked brain. off so many people in this Come business? Come on now. Now, now, now. Wait, maybe oh, jerk off. Keep your mind out of the gutter, boys. A jerk <laughs> off is somebody who jerks themselves around and acts stupid. I don't know what you you guys have dirty minds. There you go. <laughs> but too many people out there haven't got creative uh, juices in them to start their own shows and make them original. They have to copycat everybody else's. Like this season on TV, I read that they're trying to bring back the situation comedy. Forget it. It's not going to work today because the actors don't know how to pull it off. And if you want to bring back a sitcom, bring back Heavenly Divorced with Fran Drescher. Happily Divorced. Happily Divorced. What did I say? Heavenly. Well, Heavenly is happily. Well, I, I find anyway, it heavenly divorced. that I'm divorced. What? I find it heavenly that I'm divorced. Yeah, well, I do too. Well, my wife died, but it was, before she died, it was heavenly. <laughs> now she's in heaven, so I, I don't really believe she's in heaven. But you know, wherever she is, she wishes she was in heaven. All right, I'm ready to move this conversation forward. Oh, Dino, good luck with up. it all. We're Thanks. Gonna go. I'm going to okay, say one last right, thing. Okay. I'm going to say one last thing. Okay, go ahead. One last thing. I, ahead, I will say, all joking aside, I'm very happy that you know you two are a team. Because with Ron's New York attitude, big mouth, at least he can open his mouth and speak the truth about people out there that never speak the truth. That was a compliment, by the way. And we there lost you go. Oh, I don't blow smoke up anybody's ass, my darling. And you know that. Dean, if I didn't like you, I wouldn't comment on it. I'd be polite and say, oh, Dean, nice. But I do like you, and that's why I play with you. My mother taught me, Ronnie, beware of my indifference. Because if I'm indifferent, it means I don't care anymore. So as long as I tease you and talk to you, and in Italian we also say, who teases loves. Because if you don't care for the person, you don't bother teasing. Oh, you yeah. don't waste time on the jerk. That's a northern so, mentality. So, Dino, good luck. Go out there and break two legs when you go out there, baby. You got it. <laughs> I can also give you names of people when you leave that you should contact that are very big shots in the business. Sound, so, sounds I'll you, good. I'll give you a good name. Yeah, I'll give you good names. All right, Dean. So have a safe trip going out there. Mm -hmm. We'll probably we have another show, one more show before you uh, go anyway. So we'll talk to you again next week. Yeah, and this way you could tell us more about Louisiana. That's a sneaky one. I didn't know you were doing a station there too. Do do do. I thought you were doing. I thought you were doing one in New York, Dean. That'll be coming. That'll be coming. He's taking over the world. Why? Why Louisiana? Why not New York? Go for the big fish. Because I'm waiting. People in Louisiana. I'm waiting for you to go to uh, L.A. for me to do New York. <laughs> oh, well, that's good. We're going to L.A. in January for two months. We're not living there. I will never live in L.A. again. I know, don't like it. Um, but I go there. I enjoy it when I'm there. I've got so many friends and parties and things to do. But that's it. Then I come back to the woods. All right. Let Jimmy go on with the rest of the show. What? Let Jimmy go on with the rest of the show. No, Jimmy. Yeah, we're Jim, going Jimmy's on. not on. as much fun as I yeah, am. Yeah, this, this conversation is getting boring everywhere. What's up, everybody in the what? chat room? So, Ken Pettigrew said we should bring back, if they're going to bring back a situation comedy, bring back Welcome Back, Cotter. Actually, that was fucking hilarious. I loved it. Well, do you remember Welcome Back, Cotter? That's what made John Travolta famous. You don't like that show. 
You saying anything, or are you just going to sit there like a moron? Well, he told me not to let you do the rest of the show, so fly. No, he said, let's move forward with the show. Fly, fly, Robin, fly. He let's said, let, he said let's move room. forward with the show, because oh. you're talking about something for 10 minutes. I thought he said, let Jimmy do the rest of the show. No, he said, let's move forward with the show. Dean, what did you say? Let Jimmy do the forward. Don't worry move about it. Let's forward. Move forward. In other show. words, next segment, move forward. Straight ahead. Move forward to the next yeah, segment. Straight. Let's go. Oh, whip the it. next segment. We want you on the show, is, Ron. We just want on? me off the show. <laughs> All okay, right. Goodbye, bye, Dean. Dean. Bye, Dean. Now I want to talk about the dirty cab that we got in in Florida. It was $128 to get to the airport from Palm Beach to Fort Lauderdale. We got into a, a cab by this crazy Listen guy to this from one. Haiti. He was a Haitian. And he was demented as they come. I mean, the guy must have been on crack or something. The windows were cracked and dirty. The ceiling of the cab was wool, filthy, greasy. The seats were filthy. The first thing I asked was, Jimmy, do you think there's bed bugs in this cab? I wanted to jump. <laughs> no, really, I wanted to jump out of the cab. It looked like a, it had syphilis, diarrhea, bed bugs, and cribs. So I, it was a filthy, disgusting cab. Now, how 77777 which is the cab company, allows this, I will never know. Have a little respect for the people who pay all that friggin' money to go to the airport. Give us a clean, decent cab, for crying out loud. America's turning to garbage. Hilarious. Trash like that. Run us around. It's hilarious. Ron was like, do you ever clean this cab? I'm furious. And then they, then he, he was like, had the windows closed and no air on. And Ron was like, you're going to turn the air on? Imagine in friggin' Florida, no air conditioning because it burns too much gas. I wanted to slit his throat from behind. You know, one of those <laughs> kind of things. I said, could we have some air conditioning, please? And reluctantly, he rolled up the windows and turned on the air conditioner. When that happened, some smell came out of the air conditioner. It smelled like rotten feet. I, that died 12 years ago and were dipped into some kind of rancid vinegar. I mean, the air conditioning smelled gross. Probably was his crotch or something. I don't know what it was, but it was <laughs> disgusting. I was, I was fur I'm still furious over it. $127. And a son of a bitch, when I got out of the cab, wouldn't help, help me with my, my suitcases out of the trunk in his face because I told him he had a filthy cab. So I looked at him and I said, see that? And it just cost you a tip. Screw you, asshole. And I walked away. I could, I could be what do you vicious. think, Chad? Is that nice or not? <laughs> I, could be, I could be nasty. I'm not always sweet and nice, folks. Well, it is Florida. Is Chad even there? What? You can't hear me now? Hmm? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. What Just you like you guys, both you and Dean, both like when you're talking, it goes... You're, you're having bad why. you're having bad internet connections is what you're having down there. It started with the video. You can tell it's kind of going blurry and your voices are chopping. We have no problems with, with uh, internet over here. So you, is it storming okay. up there? Did you ever go in one of those seven 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 dirty cabs? I don't think I have, but I'm going to look out for the seven 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 dirty cabs from now on. It's the biggest cab company down there. All oh, sevens. I don't take cabs. It's yellow cab. I'd rather walk. Yeah, we, oh, we don't normally no, take cabs. This cab either. was not yellow. This cab was brown, black, and garbage. No, it was a yellow cab though. That's it wasn't name. yellow. It was so filthy you couldn't tell it was. I yellow. know. But smelled like the name of the company is Yellow Cab. Oh, yellow well, cab. Well, it should yeah. have been crappy. It should have been caca color cab. It, sh it should have been anyway. Then toe jam cab or something, right? <laughs> What's that smell? Terrible. All right, I'll, I was I'll avoid it. Mad. Sorry to hear about that, Ronnie. I was really no tip for you. All right, so here's what we're going to do, because like, I want to like work on the settings for a minute, so we're going to play. We're going to actually play a song. If you guys remember last Why, week, we had, we had Chris Bennett. It's not beautiful. He says it's going in and out on their end. What's it's not 
So um, anyway, we had Chris Bennett on the show last week, you guys, and she has a song that she did. It's called Everyone Has the Right in Support. Everyone Has the Right, and it's in support of marriage equality. Mm -hmm. And she wrote it with Patty Brooks. It's a really great song. Uh, It hasn't been played on the show before, so we're going to play it for everybody. Um, And so this is it. Everyone Has the Right by Chris Bennett. And everyone does have the right. That's right. Hey, everybody, that's Everyone Has the Right by Chris Bennett. 
I think Jimmy's thing is screwed up because I hear fine. Chad, are you there? I'm I here. Clear as a bell, Jim. Ping. I'm here. I don't know what it is. And maybe it's like my headset, but I don't know what it is because like even that song, I could only hear like half of it because every other word like was. I have. That's because the internet the reception right is not good over there. That's because oh, you're, now in, you're going in and out on mine. Too. That's because, all I've heard the whole time. Uh, is it? Oh, okay, Chad, what are you doing? So, <sighs> what, Chad, what would we do to fix that? You would probably in, have in future weeks. You would make sure that you reboot your computer before every show to make sure you don't have any bugs or any other stuff that might be still running. Okay. Do you reboot before every show? We actually we do. I, I I turned it on at like one o'clock today when we came in here. Like bed bugs hmm. in the computer? Could be. You turned it on, or you rebooted it? Well, I have to it. say something, Jeff. To everyone out there. No, wait, wait. Okay, here's, here's another thing. Here, here's boring. another thing. If other people are using CPU in the house, once again, like if there are other people watching movies or downloading files or anything like that, that will affect it. We could do this after the show. The tutorial. People don't do it. The tutorial. He wanted to All know. Right. I'm okay. telling him. For those of you out there who notice that I do this a lot with my tooth, it's because I have a false tooth this one that has gotten loose and I went to the dentist and they have to pull this tooth out and I have to wait a year before the gum is hard enough to screw a tooth in now what am I going to do without a tooth for a year so they're going to put in a fake tooth I guess on clamps or something so when I smile but anyway so bear with me in my just driving nobody even brings it up oh yes chad brought it up once okay chad did you bring it up yes he did yeah i don't chad? know i guess so no, yeah you got wrong you, on his end not you, us we're fine you guys are you breaking sure up on your end you're breaking up on your end there's no problem okay. here it's something on you your end i don't know if somebody's in your house pulling too much what do you call it cpu or uh, not cpu but uh band, no, bandwidth nobody here but the dog nobody's the dog there do you sleep. have anything running in the house upstairs or other computers all the computers are running, but they're not doing anything. They're all well, just if, if they if they're on the internet, they're pulling Deirdre something. The witch was here, but she left. Yeah, now, we'll have to get the that booster thing. Then you said that you told us like two weeks ago. Well, you like, don't you don't need a booster. you don't need a booster if you're hardwired. Boosters are for Wi-Fi to oh. to to increase the I mean, signal. Normally we're fine. I don't. Uh, no, 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 no. The computer is Wi-Fi. The oh. computer that we do the show off of is Wi-Fi, but then the mach- but we're higher wired with our microphones and everything into it. That has nothing. To do. I'm talking about. Are you hardwired for internet? Period. No. There's no, your problem. Wi-Fi. There's your problem because you have a low signal too far away from the tower that can't keep up with a you know a high signal. So you do need a booster now. I thought you were hardwired for internet. If you're if you're Wi-Fi, then yes, you need a booster. That okay, would, we're that gonna help. get one then. We'll get one for next week because it's kind of important since like I can't hear anything. <laughs> right. Cool. Okay. All right. So anyway, then now that we've got the problem worked out, we'll go tonight and get it. And in the meantime, Ron, let's go, Ron. Ron's sleeping. Wake him up. I fell asleep. <laughs> well, the show was so exciting with Woo! this booster crap. Anyway, so nobody cares about my tooth, so I don't care. Whistle Meanwhile, Dixie. I got a left knee that's driving me crazy, and Jimmy has a left knee that's driving him crazy. And we're both going to go for shots. No. Out there, please, in the chat room, if you know anything about these shots, if they work, come into the chat room and let us know. Chad, have you ever had bad knees? No. Okay. (laughs) And I don't believe in chemicals being shot into a body to improve it. You need therapy. Well, I believe believe with this pain, I'd like to sever the leg from the knee down. (laughs) Okay, well, that's an option. No, I mean, at night I hear Jimmy wake up and I wake up. We both, 
stupid shooting pains and the stupid knee. The doctor said it's called gelling. Whatever crap is in cartilage or juices or in your kneecap, it jellos. I think it's all the, I think I, it's all the Mountain Dew crystallizing in your joints. No, no, no. Jimmy doesn't drink Mountain Dew anymore. He gave it up. Yeah, I stopped drinking Mountain Dew. Oh, good for you, Jimmy. Everybody clap. All right. I like and to hear you that. see what I'm drinking? Uh, He's drinking you, green tea. No, yeah, but this is tea that my daughter Deirdre the Witch made for magic herbs. Perfect. It's probably, you know, the leftover shit for marijuana. But anyway, <laughs> it's it's wonderful tea, right. and it's it's all um, health. I Deirdre like it. does it from, I don't know what, from herbs and beads. and I, don't I like know, the change, Phil. I like the change. Yeah. yeah, but this is this is supposed to get, make me young. Watch, I take a sip. I'll be twenty. Let's see. He already is. He looks young anyway. Yep, I think. Him, I just saw a wrinkle. A wrinkle Isn't just disappeared. Handsome? Yep, there goes another Not wrinkle. Jimmy Star today because Jimmy didn't do any winter, any plaids. I told him his next line when he designs next season has to have plaid in it because I'm a plaid boy. And you know, look how nice it looks with the country. You know, this is our backyard. Can I get a yeehaw? Hmm? Get, Can I get a yeehaw? Yeehaw. <laughs> yeehaw. There, you, there go. you go. There you go. Just need to get a little bowl in there and <laughs> hey, have at it. Hey, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> he hey, could actually partner. partner. I got me a new cow, you know. <laughs> and you my know. cow can give you chocolate milk. <laughs> what the? That was terrible. <laughs> well, that's how they speak here in the farms. But Meanwhile, you got to see the pumpkin farms. Oh, I'll the bet. witch Deirdre and Jimmy and I and my other daughter, Leslie, we cannot wait next week to go to the pumpkin farms and pick our big pumpkins and put them all around the house. Also... They do Halloween here like no place else. Already we see witches, goblins, and ghouls all over the houses. They tie them over the street now. They have ghosts flying from the electrical wires. It's sensational here. It's a total uh, Halloween town. Uh, zombies and, and vampires and crazy bastards are out there, and I love it. It's wonderful. I can't wait. Chad, do you like Halloween? I do. I think it's cool. It's, it's the one time of year that uh, there's a mass poisoning of children through candy. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, I like no, no, I do like the, I do like the scare things. That is fun to dress up and watch people. It is cool. It's a fun holiday. Yeah. And all the cool horror movies come out. There's going to be all kinds of good movies coming out this month. Your it's favorite, just fun. Yeah. Cool. And what about this two Pink weeks? Bro, you guys are getting married in two. Uh-huh. You guys are getting married in October. Yeah. This is yeah. for real. For real, on Jimmy's birthday, we're sneaking off to New York with only my two daughters, and we hope Jimmy's dad, if he can fly up, to stand up for Jimmy, and my daughters both, they're going to stand up for me and Jimmy, and we're getting married. It's a secret service. Uh, It's not to the public. We're not opening it to anyone, but just the the immediate family. Okay. And then this uh, year in California, we're having the blast party. We'll have a big party. So we're probably going to do parties all over the place. So you just want to make it official now, but we'll party later and get the film rolling and all that stuff and do it again. Well, no, Jimmy's coming into a lot of money now with his corporate and his film company, and I want to make sure that if I divorce him, I get 50-50. I knew that was good. I wait till after, in other words, if he signs the documents now prior to marriage, I don't get 50-50 when I, I divorce see. him. You're a smart man. So I want to make sure that everything is, that his name goes in my name, 50-50, So because yeah. I intend to divorce him in April. It's smart to plan ahead. Good and Chad, job. if you're available, I'll marry you, because I have a lot of money. I'm worth marrying. Okay. Well, keep that in mind, Ron. Thanks. I mean, I don't mind that you won't have sex with me just as long as you're nice to me it's okay okay, okay. i'll do it for a you half. can have your girlfriend still I'll do it for a Listen quarter million to you guys there you go Ouch, <laughs> by the way we should tell everybody uh ron and i along with morley aaron and bobby morley uh collins 
We actually follow. Or we actually uh, formed our own production company. We got several film projects we'll be announcing over the next couple of weeks. And uh, if you I don't like our Facebook page, it's Show and Tell Entertainment on Facebook, facebook.com slash Show and Tell Entertainment. And follow us on Twitter. We got a new Twitter two days ago, and it's at Show and Tell ENT. And would love it if everybody would follow us. We're going to have some really cool projects. We can't announce what they are yet, but they are going to be awesome. Big, you guys are going to freaking big, like G- love them. I mean, I'm going to be very wealthy. to But, you know, I promised Jimmy that now it's coming time to vote again for the best radio show on Shorty Radio. Shorty Awards. Shorty Awards is coming up. So I've got celebrities that are going to back us and vouch for us. And I said that I will go on Twitter and twat everybody to be my twat friends. My twit twat, whatever the hell they're called. Twatters, what are they called? Twatters? Tweeters. Tweeters, tweeters. That's what I want. Tweeters. So if you all would go on my twit, tweet. And follow you at Ron Russell Show. How do I say this? Go on my Twitter and twat? Go on your Twitter and tweet to you. (laughs) Oh, this is a twister. Go on your Twitter and tweet to you and you're at Ron Russell Show. I swear to God I'm having difficulty with this, everyone. I'm not making this one up. Do it again. Twitter. Go on your Twitter and tweet to you. Come on my Twitter and tweet to me. Come on my Twitter and tweet with me. Tweet with me. Tweet with you. There you go. Okay. And pass. And then you got to tell them what your Twitter is. I haven't a clue. At Ron Russell Show. Oh, at Ron Russell Show is my Twitter. 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 Tweet. 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 Twitter. And I'm at Dr. Jimmy Star. The Jimmy Star Show is at Jimmy Star Show. And follow our new our new production company, Show and Tell Entertainment. It's at Show and Tell E N T. And pretty soon, one of these years, we're going to get Chad on Twitter. One of these years. On it. Two years Chad, and counting. Don't, don't do it. It's horrible. Is it that bad? Oh, I hate it. It's like stupid. What's so bad about I, it? Because you got to, every leak you take, you have to put in the garden. No, you don't. Tweeter. I just peed. You put it into the tweeter, Tweet. and everybody twits with you. They they come after you, and they follow you, and they and Jimmy's got like 7 million Twitters. I have like 47. Right. <laughs> That's why you hate it, huh? 200? No, how'd I get 200? <laughs> I know, you just do it. Uh... I never invited them. Yeah, they don't have to invite people for Twitter. They just get to follow you if they want. Meanwhile, Fran Drescher, you snatch. I want Uh-oh. you on. Where the hell are you, Franny? <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm, you know, I follow your your ex-husband, Mark Jacobson, Peter Mark Jacobson, and we're twit friends, but now Fran is not my twit friend. She's not a Twitter follower, no, not a twit she's, friend. She's on Twitter. I know, she's she got a lot of tweets. You. She has a lot of tweets. She ain't tweeting me. I know. She's not tweeting you. Tweeting me. She has a lot of Twitter followers, but she's not tweeting you. She should only know the great stars that are Twittering me, and she's not. Fran, what's wrong with you? Not that you're hearing this show, but you never know. Somebody might, they'll tell you. <laughs> Listen, Franny, I love you, Fran Drescher, and I want your show back on the air so bad because I miss seeing your pretty face and hearing that, that, that talking, Mr. Sheffield. I miss it. I'm following Mr. Sheffield on Twitter. Yeah, he's nice. I bet you he, he would tweet me, I bet. Right? Tweet I don't know. Me. Tweet you, I don't know. I bet you. Chad, how come, actually, how come you don't go on Twitter, Chad? I don't know. Isn't it like the same as Facebook? Uh, I mean, what's the difference? It's social <laughs> media. No, it's nothing like Facebook. What do you mean Twitter's nothing? Like, Twitter's Facebook. more of like a thing for like businessy types of things, and Facebook is a little bit more social. So if no, Chad and Heather were to have a Twitter account, would it be more beneficial for us to have one? Yeah. You'll get more work. We will? They'll book you all over how? the country. That's how we get all our movie yeah. roles and all it's, our guests for the, the show. It's the best networking way to go. All yeah, right. it's a pretty good way to go. You, and work. you can make it that every time you tweet something, it posts to your Facebook page, so that mm-hmm. way it's like you're still on Facebook. How come you didn't friend me on your Facebook, uh, whatever your name is, Chad? Yeah, it's Chad. <laughs> I'm going right now to do it, Ron. Okay, listen to this. 
Facebook sucks. Does it? Because they threw a couple of hundred people. They unfriended several of uh, my very closest friends, including my cousin Bertha, why? who you do not play around with. She came after me like with two machine guns. Oh, geez. She said to me, "Why? Did, what did I do to you? Did I offend you? I said, what the hell are you talking about, you crazy bitch? She said, you got rid of me. You Like, like I smacked her. You unfriended me. I said, what are you talking about, you sick woman? What did you do she now? She said, I didn't do shit. Facebook did it. They, they had the goal the to get rid of people. I don't ask me why. Hmm. I got rid of a whole bunch. I had... I had five. Th- I had five thousand four hundred and something followers, and I guess you're only allowed to have five thousand. So they dropped five hundred people off my thing. Like, but they took off my cousin Bertha. You don't play with her. She'll put you in cement shoes. Jeez. I mean, you don't mess with that chick. Hey, Bertha. I hope you're listening. She, listen- <laughs> she listens every week, and then she says to me, "Stop saying that. People are really going to think I'm a gun mole." <laughs> no, I'm only lying, right, Bertha? Yeah, I'm only lying. Yeah, Bertha. Hey, everybody. That's a big lie. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. No, she's my angel. I love her. But uh, I lost a lot of friends who hate me now. They think that I defriended them. Oh, well. Well, and they're not asking to be my friend again. And I've posted it on Facebook saying, please, if you've been defriended or unfriended, 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 please come back. I miss you guys, the sweet ones, the nice ones. All your bitches can stay off. There you go. I got a couple of creeps I hope never come back on. There you go. So... (laughs) So that's enough for Facebook because it stinks. And I know everybody out there agrees with me. The way to go nowadays, Chad, is Instagram and Twitter. I love both mm. Instagram and Twitter. It's fun. And you can make both your Instagram and your Twitter both post to Facebook. Mm. So it's still like you're on Facebook. But so I don't you, actually go on Facebook that much, though. I just post it on the other things and then mm. let it go to Facebook. Yeah, I remember I wanna, the days like two years ago when you could well, like scroll through for a half an hour of Jimmy Starr stuff on Facebook. Remember those days? Yeah, those days are done because I don't have as much time to do that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and also his ego is, you know, less. Yeah, a little higher. His ego is, you know, he's got a little older. He's getting less egotistical. Oh, that's But anyway, <laughs> egotistical. Yeah, I yeah. want to talk about my shirt. This is a yeah. Ralph Lauren purple label. It's Not a It's a $139 shirt. Okay. That we got in Macy's on sale with like another sale and 50000 off for could you believe that? So Macy's, everybody, is running great sales now on Ralph Lauren Purple Label. Go. I love this shirt. 29 bucks. You can't even get socks or underwear. Save your money and buy a Jimmy Star shirt, please. There you go. I I don't buy him. I rob him. (laughs) I go to the warehouse once a week and I clean him out. Right. My daughter, Deirdre the Witch, now is wearing a, I wish she was here, a fabulous shirt. It's all pumpkins. Orange pumpkins on a black background. She loves it. And, cool. and anybody else, since the holidays are getting ready to come up mm-hmm. and you want to get any Jimmy Star, go on eBay and plug in Jimmy Star brand. About 100 shirts will pop up. I'm putting up more every day. We put up a few every day. And for the holidays, if you want to get your loved ones something really special, you can get them a one-of-a-kind Jimmy Star shirt. I'm giving all of my friends this year a Jimmy Star shirt. There you go. That's smart. Yeah, I'm giving everybody, all of them, you know. They'll love it. I mean, you know, they say I give them away because it's free. It's not free. You know how much it costs for Jimmy to make those shirts? More than he, he makes some time selling them. They're handmade. And they're made in America. So they're not made, you know, in some Asian country by 12-year-olds. Jimmy, you sell them yourself? No. He I, he's got I, a I don't sell them myself. I have ladies who sew them for me. But Jimmy like we does. were while we were down in Florida, like we were in Nordstrom's and like 
average shirt in Nordstrom was about 160 bucks, and it's mass produced. Yeah. Right. So, so like my shirt at, at eight between 80 and 160 is actually cheap because it's only one of a kind. And made right. in America, and we get compliments all over. Like, I'm not conning you people. Whenever I go out, like in the mall and stuff, with a Jimmy Star shirt, I get a bunch of people walk by and say, "Hey, man, that's a cool shirt. Where'd you get it?" I give them a card. There you go. You know, I to know. sell the shirts. But he's I'm he's designing a whole new line. Uh, honey, are you going to put in a plaid line for me? I'll do something just for you. Just do a plaid. I love plaid. And he doesn't do plaids. Not too many. Once in a while we do some. You could do like plaids with like polka dots or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So let's take a little music break, you guys, because we have so much yes. cool music yes, all yes, available yes. now. We're going to start off. Oh, with wait. A- we have to talk about one more thing. Oh. While we were in Florida, we had dinner with the most gorgeous redhead alive, which Shane Layton and her husband, Frank. And we had dinner with Cheesecake Factory, and we stayed all right. No, we went to Molino's. Yes, we went to Molino's. Oh, with Perry, we went. With Perry, I'm sorry, Factory. we went to Cheesecake Factory with Perry. We went to El Molino, and they didn't have a candle. So I told her I couldn't possibly dine without a candle to the waitress. Get me a candle. So she went and brought me a candle. It was nice. Anyway, and we had a great dinner. We had a great time. Check yeah. out ShaneLayton.com. She's got a brand new book of Light and Darkness, The Vampire's Reflection. And uh, it's freaking awesome. We got a copy of it while we were down there. We're very excited. And um, I read it on the plane coming home. And I got to tell you, I, I was so sorry we landed because I was right at a juicy part. Since when are vampires so sexual, my is no it's extremely sensuous and sexual makes you kind of like want to ball a vampire okay no it does it it's a fabulous book it's a great story and i I love it go ahead chad what'd you say i said isn't that twilight it's kind of like twilight but hers is like way better because it's vampires and fairies he's never seen twilight are they balling each other in twilight yeah this is different though because this is like fairies and goblins and all kinds of stuff so it's a little fairies as in with wings yeah but uh they do have a couple of gay guys in this book you know you got to love it. The head chief guy is bisexual, and he likes to ball men as well as women. It's a fabulous book. She writes like a, like an angel. I mean, she just bangs those books out like they were a joke. And yeah. they're good books. They're better than Rice, than Anne Rice. I'll tell you right now. Anne Rice wrote, but Shane writes young. There's a difference. Shane writes like a 20-year-old with that sort of excitement and, and, and thoroughness. It's older, hip. In other words, it's, yeah, it's hip, hip and cool. Yeah. Older people sort of write flowery. They did 10 pages of what the table looked like. You know, the, the room Who cares. So anyway, you guys, we're going to move forward because guess what's going to come out on Tuesday of next week? That's right. Cat and Nine Tales has a brand new album. It's coming out Tuesday next week. It's called Hello, Maybe Everything. Uh, I'm getting mine in the mail probably tomorrow. I can't wait. I'm very excited. And they have a new single. It's called Tiger in a Tropical Storm. We love Great it. Great song. We love it. It's available to, uh, for digital downloads on all the download sites around the world. Um, it's Cat and Nine Tales, Tiger in a Tropical Storm. You can get the single now. And next week, the album's coming out. So let's play it for you. And here it goes. Cat and Nine Tales, Tiger in a Tropical Storm. Keep his dreams alive, be the family five with no car to drive when these thoughts collide and all hope is 
But I'm flying without the F if I don't say I gave it all till I got nothing left. But I digress We are dressed in the mezzanine A pretty hate machine meets a love supreme And somewhere in between these hopes and dreams These hearts they came apart torn at the seams To be the king and queen of impossible things And now she's going with the wind I call her Scarlet O'Hara She running like a mascara I feel like cliche Grimbera A parachute that never opened It's the end of an era She stared into my labyrinth The sins turn back Sarah This affair has got a price And I can never understand That she was stuck with Peter Pan While my cement were making plans The pain of seeing too clearly in the loss of you It's a small price to pay for the absolute truth Women were built to suffer That's why they need constant declarations of love Marriage isn't something we do now and then Except in America Tiger in a Tropical Storm by Cat and Nine Tails. Everybody in the chat room's loving it. So much to listen to in that piece of work. The sounds, the voices, the rhythm, the grooviness. Excuse me for the old word, but it is a groovy. It makes you swing and sway, and it makes you feel gushy and ushy, and it takes you through some kind of a dream world. Love that song. First of all, I love them. The one guy's so cute, but I love the Cat and Nine Tails. They're really sweet guys. Absolutely. And so, you guys, it's available now. You can get the single on uh, iTunes, Amazon, all the digital download sites around the world. The album is called Hello, Maybe Everything, and it's available on Tuesday of next week. But the song that's blowing up the waves in the ocean is... What's Switch by Adina Switch. Howard. That Switch is taking off like a rabbit. I mean, unbelievable. And I like Switch, too. You know, I'm starting to get into this rap crap. That's not rap, though. No, but I'm starting to get into it. The semi-rap or whatever it is, junk. Because hers is just hip-hop dance. Yeah, whatever it is, I'm starting to like it. I'm growing a taste for it. I just don't like the militant, heavy-duty, ugh, right. rap. Which but, we don't have any of that. We no, don't, no, we don't no, do no, any no. of that stuff anyway. I love, I love Cat and Nine Tails. They're sort of rap, right? Yeah, they're kind of they're like rock rap. I like alternative it. rap. Very nice. And what's the other group I like that does rap? Uh, 
Um, you like? Oh, uh, oh, 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 I love him. Are you kidding? We're talking about what's his name? Who we went to see? Uh, what's his name? Wu Chao. I don't know who you're no, talking about. No, the guy we went to. His, oh, his record opening. Oh, Nova. Nova. Nova is really good. We're gonna play Nova. In a oh, minute. I love Nova's piece. Nova's music is great. It's called Photogenic. I mean, that that has the same rhythm as this. That romantic kind of back and forth. Actually, Chad, you got Nova's Photogenic around? This is like I flip out over Photogenic. You know this, man. Yeah, so we're going to do, we'll do Photogenic and we'll go back and do a Dina Howard switch because all these songs yeah. are starting to take over the radio. Yeah. Um, so this one is called Photogenic. The album's called Point of No Return. The whole album is out now. You can go to iTunes, all and, the digital downloads. And I understand downloads. it's selling like an earthquake. It's, it's a fabulous, it fabulous album. Mm-hmm. It's called Point of No Return. The first single's called Photogenic. And here it is, International Nova's Photogenic. Oh, hey.
Yeah, that's Photogenic by International Nova. Again, the album is called Point of No Return. It's available at retailers now and online, digital downloads. Get the single, get the whole album. The last song on the album is really, really good. It's my favorite one. Now, all of you out there, give me a break, okay? For 99 cents, what the hell could you buy for 99 cents today? Nothing. You can have this song. You there you be, go. You've got to be nuts if you don't have it in your, your, your music library. It's a great song. I mean, come on. It moves. It grooves. It's smooth. It mushes around. It's sexy. It's hot. I love it. Anyway, so much for what I have to say. Actually, hey, let's see what happened. Sherry Emily's not in the chat room. How come? Oh, I don't know. She's usually here. I hope she didn't get hit by a bus or something. No, she's fine. I'm sure. Oh, I hope so. Anyway, we, we want to tell everybody, too, they should tune in to Sherry Emily's show, True Ghost yes, Stories. True Ghost Stories with my yeah. daughter, Witch Deirdre. Deirdre Serego, Rebel Meddler, and Sherry Emily, Monday nights on W4CY at 10 p.m. And my daughter just Eastern took, time. My daughter just took her broom to have it serviced because it wasn't <laughs> running right, and she was flying around the building here, and, you know, she almost hit a tree. Absolutely. Jeez. So we're going we're gonna to do one more. Oh, what did you say, we, Chad? I'm just laughing. This good stuff. Oh, could, could, we, could we hear Battle? No, not yet. Oh, I want to hear Battle. Saying. I know, but Adina Howards is the one I'm promoting at the moment, so we're going to do her next. And we'll but, do Battle before the end yeah, of the show. And you know who else I want to hear? We're going to do Orlando Napier I, in Battle. No, no. You know who else I want to hear? Oh. And she's not even ours, but she yeah. might be, who I love and adore. Jasmine, whatever her name no, is. No, I don't have that one. Nope. We don't have Jasmine? No. Not until we've worked something out with her. We don't oh, I don't it. care. Let's put her on anyway. She's fabulous. Nah. Anyway, you, you guys. Hear this chick. What's her name? Jazz. Jazz- I don't know, but we're not going to. Jasmine. We're, pro- we're promoting other people at the moment. Oh, she is like the next Diana, Diana Ross. She's fabulous. There you go. So, so, so listen. Wait a minute, Jimmy. If you're listening in, Jasmine. Or does it, what is it? Her J- name's Jashayla. Oh, Jashayla. I'm, I'm sorry, Jashayla. Jashayla, if you or your buddies are listening in, please contact us. I love you, and I love your music. Hey, Vic, what's up? Vic Shade in the chat room. Croker. No, Vic Shade. I know him as Freddie. I know. <laughs> I don't know Vic Shade. I know him as Freddie Turling, my director. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Croker the Movie. Check it out, CrokerTheMovie.com. What's up, Vic? Happy to see you there. And we're going to take a quick break and go into Adina Howard Switch. Okay. And we'll talk to you later, Freddie. Are you happy about that, Ron? About what? Switch. I want to do a battle, but it's okay. I can uh, okay. It. This is a good tune, actually. This is a yeah, great tune. It is good, but I'm not going to be a number one hit. See your heartbeat double up, ring man, baby, so ring my bell. You're my ring man, baby, now ring my bell. Talking about brand new vibe, even my body's on a brand new time. Wanna make use of all your appetite? Ninety-nine flavors, want to take a bite? And it will stimulate me. You see where I'm going with this, baby? I wanna play that freak you girl on the side. Chick, roll it up, boy. I can 
could be a boss, be ratchet You know up. you want this, baby, now let me know You know you want this, baby, now let it go I'm talking brand new hair Even my city's got a brand new plan Hope we make you the boss That switch by Adina Howard. That song is gonna start blowing up radio stations all over the place. Chad, now that's a good song, right? That was banging. That was banging. Love it. I think that song is awesome. And all of our listeners and viewers have got to admit that we play the best music around. We don't play the junk that's on the radio that everybody else plays. We play good, original, brand new, up and coming. Great hits. I agree. Absolutely. Good. I love our music. I mean, I wouldn't be here, you know. I couldn't possibly deal with the other junk that's out there. I would be lying, and I don't like to lie. You know, we have a sponsor that wants to come on the air. And I said to him, let me drink your product. If I like it, you know, we'll invite you on. He said to me, oh, for crying out loud, get over it, drink it. I said, no, 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 no. I am never going to endorse anything that I think stinks. Would you, Chad? You would never. Chad? Sorry, what? Would you endorse something that was harmful and disgusting to people? Hell no. There of course not. And I'm exactly like you are. But this product that they have is gorgeous, sensational, and as I do drink it. In fact, they sent us a case. Uh, but we can't advertise it yet until uh, the ink is dry on contracts. Right. So what I'm saying is about the music. If the music wasn't good, I couldn't lie and say, oh, I love it when, it's, when I hate it. What if you were getting paid millions? You know, want to know something? I'm stupid. Um, if I were getting paid millions, um, maybe I'd lie about the music, but I sure wouldn't lie about a product. That you're if I knew the product was cancer-causing, oh, right. no, God, no, I wouldn't want that on my conscience. Right. That I got innocent people to harm themselves because if they trust me, nah, never happened. Good answer, Same. Ron. No, it's true. I'm not trying to be goody-goody. I'm, I'm a son of a bitch in a lot of ways, but there, there, there I'm cool. I, I don't want to harm people. I don't like harming You people. are a good man, Ron Russell. I actually, I agree. I agree with him, too. We don't want anything. One thing, too, I noticed, though, in the chat room, everybody, uh, a lot of people were mentioning Barricades Rise. Barricades Rise is an awesome rock group. 
They're going to have a song on the A Mile in His Soul soundtrack. They have a brand new album that just got released worldwide about a week or two ago. And uh, I'm not totally sure, but I think they're going to be our guests next week on the show. I know. Yes. So it'll be a lot of fun. Oh, have we them have Skype a, we have from a lot of great guests coming up in our fall. Um, well, actually, I'm going to be doing a lot of interviews with famous legends of Hollywood when we're out in California. I want to get, you know, like Debbie Reynolds and Shirley MacLaine and um, Rhonda Fleming. Uh, geez, I can't think of all my friends. Terry Moore, and of course my 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 Gita, um, who, who's been on our show, Gita Hall, who I love and adore. Um, so many great legends of Hollywood will come, be coming on our show. Absolutely, and then we've also got a lot of young Hollywood that's coming on. We're going to be having um, a very, Bobby Campo. We're going to have yeah. Chip Coffee mm-hmm. from from uh, Psychic Kids, and, and a lot of psychic people. Yeah, we have a lot uh, of cool ghost people coming and we on. We also have a surprise uh, on our Halloween show. We're adding a new person to our show, and that person will be on the second half, and that person will be our Hollywood correspondent, who is going to tell us all the dirt on what's going on in young Hollywood. And Absolutely. I'll do, and I'll do old Hollywood. Not that too much is going on there, like who's using Depends, I mean, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. <laughs> who just went into a home, who just died. That's my Hollywood. Over but, the years, too, we always had a Hollywood correspondent, and over the years we got rid of all of them because they never actually reported on Hollywood. They just kind of like reported on themselves. So we're going to have a new yeah. Hollywood correspondent and coming correspondent, in. It's going to be fun. And this correspondent grew up with famous stars and knows everybody in Hollywood. And this correspondent is going to give us the inside dirt but good stuff. We don't want trashy crap here. We don't want like who's bawling who or who had an abortion. No, no, we no, don't. Jim. Not really. <laughs> no, Jimmy. Let's keep it happy and fun. We want to hear who's getting married, who beat up who, you know, <laughs> who OD'd on, on drugs. No, not really. We want to hear happy stuff like what's going on in happy Hollywood. It'll be fun all well, the Well, it's around. up to the correspondent because that person will be doing all of their own uh, reporting and uh writing about what it is that they're going to report. It's going to be fun. So we're going to have a really good time. We're having a good time with all of this. It is true, Shorty Award time's coming up, so we're going to appreciate everybody's support uh, when the campaigns for that go, and I would imagine that starts in the next couple of weeks. That's right, and we have a lot of celebrities that are backing us, from Lara Spencer, I guess, down to Chip uh, Coffee. I guess Chippy's going to come in on the deal, too. So all of those people have hundreds of thousands of, of Twitters. Twitter followers. I just said it right. Twitter, Twitter followers. Yeah, you did. Oh, I got it. See, I'm learning. Twitter followers. And that should bring us in a better place than just being ninth best radio show. We want to be number one, two, or three, right? That's right. Absolutely. But we'll be happy with 10. We don't want to be anything more than 10, right? Um, well, we're happy to make the top 10. Last year, we were number nine, and we came in, the co- and everybody else had four months ahead of us to get votes, so we did pretty good. That's true. So we have a lot of followers, and to all of our fans out there who really love our show and love us, we love you back when you do these things for us, because these things make our show better, and the better our show is, the more Dean will do things for us, right, Dean? Right. The word will get to him, trust me. Dean, by the way, is the owner of W4CY uh, Radio. And he also hosts a radio show. Chad, what's Dean's radio show's name? He has the Adventures of Pipeman every day at 6 p.m. Eastern. There you go. I wasn't sure what time it was. So listen to the Adventures of Pipeman. He's outspoken, unfiltered, 
and says what he <laughs> damn feels like saying. And he's fun. And it he's is. fun. Dean is a nice guy. He's got a sarcastic humor, but that's totally New York of yesteryear. Absolutely. And I love it. And I love it. You know, it's a talent to be sarcastic without offending people. And I do that. And so does Dean. You know, with our sar- like the, you know, the, the bus thing about it, Cher Emily, that's just Brooklyn sarcasm fun. You know, we do that all the time. Like, you know, if a friend didn't show up to the party, we say, oh, I hope she didn't get mugged or killed on the road. <laughs> you know, it's just kind of Brooklyn. It's kind of dishy, too. <laughs> well, it's not dishy. No, it's not. It's not dishy at all because you like the person you're talking about. If you don't like the person you're talking about, then it's mean. But I mean, like Dean, you know, I hope, you know, that when he goes out to California, his broom doesn't break and he falls in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> You there know, we go. Stuff like that. So we're going to do one more song, and then we're going to call our guest. Our guest is going to be Victor Brook Miller. He actually wrote mm-hmm. the original screenplay for Friday the 13th, and, uh, and it was an incredibly huge success. But before that, Ron wants to hear his favorite song, Battle. Battle, and I love it. this is by Stephanie Todd, oh. and this song also is available on iTunes and Amazon and all the digital download sites. For a lousy 99 cents. Put it in your library. It's so wonderful to play at a party. And people will stop and say, wow, that's weird. What kind of singing is that? What kind of strange music is that? It is so ahead of the time and so cool. There you go. I love it. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to get Chad to play it. Chad, how are we doing with it? I'm already playing it. You're already playing it. All right. This is Battle by Stephanie Todd. Love it. Love it. Sometimes I'm sad, sometimes I'm glad When I'm with you, things are just not so bad It's just like a flame, it's never the same It feels like the rain, I feel like I can't explain The minute you're gone, the minute you're gone everything's, wrong. everything's wrong I feel like a ghost, rocking this brand I feel it well. 
Yeah, that's Battle by Stephanie Todd, a Monarchy Records artist. Ron loves that song. It's got to be like the greatest song I've heard in centuries. I mean, it's fabulous. It's so weird. I mean, her voice is weird. The whole, I remember how I hated it. The yeah, he first time, oh, the he first played time it for me. It. He played it for me in the car. I said, get this bitch off. She's yodeling. I can't stand it. Can't she hold a note? She can't sing. Well, was I wrong? Can she sing? You bet she can sing. And she can certainly hold a note. That's just her style of singing. New, fresh delicious different from everybody that sounds the same and that arrangement the music is so like haunting i love that song jimmy we could play that on our wedding chad do you like that song i do i think it's very very original i don't know why it's not a big hit yet because uh i'm working on it i I, you know what (laughs) i think it. it is i think it's like you know like some guys they're growers and i think that that song is a grower i don't know how you thought it was so bad in the beginning I hated it. Why? I didn't think it was bad. I hated it. Were you in a bad I'm mood used, that day? I'm used, I'm used to Peggy Lee where people hold a okay. note and they do a beautiful, you know, in and out. And this broad comes along. With, uh, 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 uh. I thought, get rid of her. She stinks. Oh, no, she does not. She's fabulous. Yeah, so so I know what it is. Oh, I know it is. It's, it's all about I, 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 change. Ron wasn't ready for change. And coming no, into I the Jimmy Star right. world where he is up uh, on his game, you know, but it's good that you you're, you have now have an open mind, Ron, and you like it. That's good. Oh, I've always, when, like when, you're gay, when you're gay, you have to be open-minded. Oh, you no, do? he likes it a lot. I love it. I love her. She's gorgeous. Um, she, I think everything about her. I, I'm dying to be like her friend, but she's not friends with me. Well, she's very shy her. and quiet. You know, she's family also, and she's very shy and quiet. She and her girlfriend live in Brooklyn, right. a very quiet life. And like, you know, next time Jimmy and I are in Manhattan, we're going to call them and I'm going to go over and bang on her door and say, listen, Steffi, you know, it's us. I have have a witch calling in. You have a witch? Yeah. You want to take it? Probably my daughter. Okay. (laughs) There you go. Hey, now. It's Deidre Sarego. Hey, what's up, Deidre? (laughs) Did you get your broom? Hey, am I on? Yeah, you're on. And we just told everybody you were out getting your, your, your broom tuned up. (laughs) <laughs> yes, I was. I needed a broom tune-up. It's very expensive. They want $500 to tune my broom. Oh, wow. crazy. That is steep. Why don't you buy a vacuum cleaner so you can go faster? <laughs> no, vacuum cleaners are more money. The broom I can make, that's more organic. But I just wanted to let everybody know listening, for you guys to see the most incredible shirt that I'm wearing right now, I actually just took a selfie. I'm at a, um, a Whole Foods store. And I'm shopping right now, and I went to the bathroom and I took a selfie of me wearing a one-of-a-kind, fabulous Jimmy Star Halloween pumpkin shirt. So if everybody goes to Facebook and goes to Deirdre J. Serego, D-E-I-D-R-A, the initial J, Serego, S as in Sam, A-R-E-G-O, on Facebook, you can see my shirt. And if you'd like it, I will sell it to you off my back. Why, do, why, don't, why don't you, what do you call it, shoot the picture to Brad, up to Chad? Oh, um, I don't have Chad's phone number on me. <laughs> Damn it. I can wait. You know what you I can, can do? You can Instagram it. You can Instagram it, and we oh, can also see it on Instagram. Nice yes, you can see it on Instagram, which is Instagram.com forward slash Deirdre Serego, and you can follow me as well. But And I just wanted to let you guys know I'm making dinner tonight, and I'm making a delicious flank shake. It's going to be stuffed with beautiful uh, gorgonzola cheese, fresh-dried cherries, but I don't and eat meat. I don't eat meat. She doesn't Say sound like a witch to me. Later, we have our guest now. Go be nice. Bye, go, Deidre. Go clean your broom. Go, <laughs> okay. go wash your broom. Go go Gannix. <laughs> and we'll see you later. We'll see you later. <laughs> Victor <laughs> Brooke Miller is, uh, is out there waiting. There we go. Hey, Victor. Victor, Victor Brooke Miller. Hello, hello and welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. 
Hello, I can't hear either of you. Bye. Bye. Love you, sweetie. Bye. Hey, Victor, how you doing? I'm doing well, and I I don't eat Gadepta Flanken either. (laughs) No, I won't eat meat. Why is my daughter cooking a steak dinner for us? I don't eat that crap. I never eat meat. She's out of her mind. I guess, you know, flying around the broom, she got too much wind in her ears. Actually, Ron will eat you. Uh, Vic says he'll eat you. So, hello, and hello. Hello. Before we get started, let me introduce you to everybody, starting off with our cool, outrageous man about town, Ron Russell. Hey, Victor Brooke Miller. How you doing? I am doing very well. How about yourself? I'm doing great now that I'm going to talk to you because I love, love, love your movie. Oh, thank you. (laughs) That you wrote. You started it all, my friend. I'll talk about it in a minute or so. But you started that whole movement. If it wasn't for Friday the 13th, there would have been no Halloween and none of that that other crap going around. Your movie terrorized me. It was a horrible killer movie that scared the hell out of all of us. There you go. Well, I was six years old when I saw it, so... You're what? I was six years old when I saw it, and that's why. <laughs> you can see me on Skype, you son of a bitch. <laughs> We're probably the same age, you and I. All right, Victor, so we also got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Victor Miller, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Good to have you. And we are, I'm Jimmy Starr. We want to welcome you to the show. We've also got a chat room full of people, so how about give a shout-out to the chat room? Hello, chat room. Hello, Jimmy. Hello, everybody. There you go. And uh, let me ask the first question because it's, it's burning in my soul. Huh. How? No, that's a two-part question. Two-part question. How did you come by and how did you create Friday the 13th? Uh, let's that's see. a well, question. Uh, <laughs> a two-parter. A two I, got, I got very easy answers to all of the above. Um, first of all, um, you had the timing slightly off because Halloween preceded Friday the 13th. I knew that. <laughs> oh, but I never saw Halloween. Uh, all right. Well, that's the one with Jamie Lee Curtis, right? Yeah. 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 That's the one with Jamie Lee Curtis. But I saw Halloween, and basically, I had done a couple of fa- nice family films with Sean Cunningham before. And because everybody in America said, America wants a good family film rated G. So we made two nice G films, and they didn't go anywhere. They barely uh, paid for the, the cost. And so um, Sean called me up one day and said, Halloween's making a lot of money. Let's rip it off. And um, (laughs) You're really depressing me. Don't say this. (laughs) Don't worry about it. You're depressing me. Relax, Ron. It'll all be fine. It'll be over. (laughs) Um, So anyway, I went to see um, Halloween. And thanks to uh, Deborah Hill and John Carpenter, they they put together a beautifully structured horror film. And I figured out how to write them. Um, with that. I mean, I had been a Yale English major and I got a master's in theater at Tulane, so I knew how to watch stuff and figure out how it was structured. So I went home and and uh, figured I would um, just follow their structure, and I did that, and the rest is cinematic history. I was only frightened twice in my life. The first time was with Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. Oh, that God. terrified me. And yeah. then, of course, your your film. It was It was scary as all hell. I mean, what a concept. Well, everybody now who's listening is within, uh, what, two degrees of separation of Kevin Bacon because I was there uh, for putting the hunting arrow through his, uh, through his neck. And uh, so there, we are all much closer to Kevin today than we were yesterday. And how many copycats or how many thousands of films followed your film? Loads of them. Um, and they all got it wrong. Uh, not all of them, but uh, most of them got it wrong. They thought by having more blood that they would make a scarier movie. And yet what, 
what Sean and I had really done um, uh, together, you know, he said, let's, let's make a roller coaster ride. And so that's what we did, uh, try to make, you know, scare the hell out of people. But I don't think you scare people by just showing them bl- blood and gore. And in fact, when, the, when Friday the 13th was finally shown on network television, they only had to take out like 25 seconds of, uh, of stuff. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's been a great ride. I had no idea in 1980 when I was trying to sell my blood um, that uh, my financial worries would be over within six months. Well, the same thing with the Catwoman in 1944. Uh, they only showed a shadow. And I remember as a, as a very, very young boy, I, mean, I was really young then, that it was, I was like three or four years old, that it was a terrifying movie, just the shadows on the wall. If you remember that with Margot. I, I loved um, the way the 40s movies did everything in mm-hmm. shadow. And uh, it, was, it was like Greek tragedy where they always had the, the bloody stuff off camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they would bring in the old corpse, but uh, yeah, no, that was that was some scary stuff. And then you'd see, uh, j- you know, just sort of the the light uh, the light bulb on the end of the cord dangling and going back and forth, mm-hmm. uh, like in Psycho. Yeah, and that was and like in Friday the Thirteenth. If you watch mm-hmm. carefully, <laughs> mm-hmm. we only steal from the best. There you go. <laughs> so first of all, then I'm going to say because I'm a huge horror movie aficionado, I have like props from movies and I do like a lot of the gory movies because like Saw and stuff like that I enjoy a lot but Friday the 13th and Hellraiser are my two favorite series of which I know that you wrote the first one and that right. uh, I even read online that you've never even seen any of the sequels because you didn't like the fact that you know I, I can't, I'm not doing a spoiler because anybody who hasn't seen Friday the 13th by now is like you know Deb that, but, but that, that Jason is not the killer right Jason's, yeah, I mean, Jason's not the killer in the first movie and his mother is the killer, and that you didn't like the fact that you know Jason becomes the killer in all the other movies. I'm actually, um, I'm also a clothing designer, and I dress almost all the major horror movie stars. And okay. uh, and we've even had Ari Lehman on the show yeah. uh, when we first got started a couple years ago. And what? I was introduced to Sean Cunningham through friends, yeah. and uh, so I've actually spoken to him before. Steve Dash is a good friend of mine who plays Jason in the second one. Right. And uh, I think it's awesome, but speak to a little bit of the fact that uh, you – and I also have – don't bring it out, Ron. It's too big, and it'll mess everything up. I have a six-foot Jason. No, no, no. I don't want to bring it out. It'll mess, it's heavy, and I don't want to mess it up. But I have a six-foot Jason you know, that, that actually like, makes noises and swings the machete and stuff uh, in my collection. But speak a little bit to the fact uh, about how you ha- – have you really not seen all the other ones, or you just say you haven't seen all the other ones? No, I really, I really have not seen all of the others, and uh, – I just think you're brave to to dress Ari Lehman, but uh, yeah. <laughs> that that aside, um, the my my passion for the first one um, is all contained in uh, the the psychiatric origins of um, Mrs. Voorhees. Because uh, first of all, in my film, Jason is really dead. Um, right. I had, you know, I never thought there would be any sequels. I didn't think this would make any money either. But um, at any rate. Uh, Jason is dead, and his mother is, uh, it turns out, uh, I found out in therapy many years later, this therapist said, Victor, I can't believe you don't know why you made uh, Mrs. Voorhees the villain. And I said, well, what do you mean? And he said, because she's the mother you never had. Um, and I said, uh, you know, basically, if, um, if I had drowned with, um, and my mother had been the camp cook, uh, she would have said to me, 
you only have yourself to blame. Uh, whereas Mrs. Voorhees, when uh, you know these camp counselors weren't watching over her son, allowed him to drown, she decided to kill camp counselors for the rest of her life. And that's the kind of mother I wanted, uh, a woman who, that if kids, if, kids, <laughs> if kids bullied you or were mean to you, she'd kill them with a machete. And that's, that's my, my kind of mom. So anyway, they resurrected Jason with a kind of a flimsy uh, money-producing uh, uh, thought. They said, well, he was really lurking around in the water all this time, and he comes popping out, which I think is um, sort of phony. But anyway, uh, I don't turn down the residual checks. Um, Absolutely not. Yeah, but but um, and and I'm not really interested in a little killing machine. I love the fact that this was mother love gone really really wrong. Um, that uh, this was a mother who loved her son so much that uh, she had to just uh, make sure that no other children were ever hurt again by killing counselors. <laughs> Which is it's such a unique concept, and I also read in your in your bio, you know, that like all the deaths were borrowed liberally from childhood nightmares and stuff. So I just thought that was kind of like a cool note to put in there. And, oh, absolutely. Uh, Jason I, I, has joined us. If you look in the camera, you can see there. He is. I, I can't see a thing. All I'm seeing is uh, three of you, uh, three microphones. Oh, okay. I, I mean, uh, am I? <laughs> Actually, well, everybody else can see us, and they can see you. Which, by the way, everybody should actually Google you, because like uh, you're super cool looking. And if you roll up your sleeves on the line, I saw you're tatted everywhere. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah, I got. <laughs> well, you catch tattoos from your children. I have a son who's a bass player in a um, in a band that I recommend to everybody called Kowloon Wald City, K O W L O O N Wald W A L L E D City. And um, what kind of music is that? That is, I don't know, grunge. Um, okay. It's it's the stuff that you have to wear things in your ears for. Okay. And uh, but it's it's incredibly cool. And every once in a while they'll make a a record and they'll let me do a voiceover on it, which I love doing. Um, but uh, uh, the tattoos, you know, they he got a tattoo, then uh, my younger son got a tattoo, and then. Uh, eventually, I think Ian is probably three quarters covered now. He's got an incredible back piece. He keeps getting new pieces all over him. And um, there are only two ways to respond once you get your first tattoo. One is, "Oh my God, why did I do this?" And number two is, "When can I get my next?" And okay. So I have been just adding them whenever I can. I love it. I think that's fabulous. I just think it's like really cool, and I also think you know, like, so do you follow horror in general? Like, if if you had a horror movie, like, do would you if a new horror movie came out, would you go see it, or what's your favorite horror movie besides your own? Uh, beside my own, Halloween, and um, and I think oh, I I like all of them. I mean, you know, I do see things like uh, Chucky and Bride of Chucky's and things like that, and uh, I I watch them, but they're not my favorite. I mean, I would rather. As I think I've said in a number of interviews, uh, I I would rather have been a Zucker brother um, because I would love to have uh, written Airplane or okay. even or even Airplane the sequel because that's that's who I am. But uh, I am not going to uh, turn my back on horror. In fact, this weekend I will be in San Antonio, Texas, doing a a, a personal appearance at a at a monster con. And I, I love, love those. I do we love too. those. I love them. And so we go to anybody, a lot of them. Uh, tell everybody where that one is. Tell everybody it's MonsterCon, and where is it again? It's in San Antonio, Texas. Um, and just you'll have to Google it because I don't have the the address. All I know is I get picked up, and they take me there. 
uh, and I do and I do autographs. The other thing, if anybody's interested, that if somebody is uh, is writing a screenplay, a horror screenplay, and wants me to read it, I I read people's screenplays for free um, because I can, thanks to the Writers Guild of America pension that I'm on. And good so, for you. Uh, yeah, I mean, and I so they can just send it to me at the at my um, my web address, which is victormiller.com. Um, which is easy, and uh, so and I love reading people's um, screenplays. It's kind of fun, and I don't steal their ideas. I'm working on. Uh, I'm writing two or three screenplays at this point on Skype with various people, uh, and I've been having. I think Skype is the best thing that ever got invented for screenwriting. Oh, that's cool because then you can actually see people and talk to people as you're working together. Right. Uh, I actually read that you just did a uh, an indie horror film with Clint Howard in it. I think I saw it was on Wikipedia. I don't know if the stuff on Wikipedia uh, is true or not. I don't know. Uh, I I helped. I, I gave some criticism and and feedback to people who are trying. I think trying to hire Clint Howard on a on a horror movie. I'm 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 not really an author of it, but um, I'm happy that they thought enough to mention me. But um, I. A couple of years ago, I was invited to the Big Bear Lake Horror Film Festival, and I went there and met some people. And so the two of us, two of us got together, or three of us got together, and said, "Let's write a horror film on Skype." And that uh, is now going around um, to various people, and hopefully, somebody will have some money. And I'm writing another one with a friend of mine, Carrie Fleming, uh, who came up with an idea, a very unique kind of concept with uh, with a serial killer, but like nothing I'd ever seen before. And then. Um, uh, oh, and I wrote a screenplay with my son on Skype, um, the the rock and roll player, and uh, that was a, a black actually, comedy. Actually, I want to like fun because you know the, our radio show. We're sponsored by Spectre Music Group. It's the largest indie record label in the world. And uh, so I'd love to hear his stuff. I don't know if he's already like signed to somebody, but I'd love to actually hear it. So maybe you can uh, send me something or have him send me something and I can like submit it and see if anybody likes it. And also, we have Show and Tell, which is a production company, and we're looking for scripts to do great movies about. So if you feel you'd like to send us a copy of your scripts, and if we like it, we'd certainly like to produce your film. Absolutely. Absolutely. We got... We got stuff coming out of our ears. I, I, when I retired from the soap opera business uh, in 2005, I took about five years off, and all I did was take uh, pictures and uh, used a whole different part of my brain. And then, what, three years ago or so, I started writing again uh, with these other guys, and uh, it's been absolutely wonderful. I mean, this morning at 8.30, I was on Skype with my friend Carrie, and we were trying to think of something... Um, we got to the middle of our movie, and we both looked at each other and said, something's missing. And so we spent an hour talking about the most horrible things we could think of. And <laughs> it was, it's, it's a total goof. If you can sit there for an hour with a, with a good friend and, and uh, send um, ideas back and forth to each other about um, how can we creep out the audience in the best possible way, uh, that's a good way to spend a morning. Absolutely. So like, let's go back, because uh, actually now this is something I read online, and I don't know if this is true or not. I always like to go online and see what gossip is floating around, but it actually uh, online said that you are um, possibly writing a prequel to Jason. Is that uh, real, or can you squash it? No, it's, it's a misconstruage. I just invented a word. A misconstruing. A misconstruing. Construing. Um, uh, somebody said... You know, uh, would you write um, another uh, uh, 
Friday the 13th movie, and I said, the only one I would like to be considered for would be to write the prequel, uh, because I think nobody is better prepared or um, has got the, the chops to, to do the prequel than, than I, and Paramount's got it back. I don't think there's a chance in hell they would hire me. Um, we didn't all part on, on that great uh, term, but um, at any rate, uh, th that's the only one I would really like to write. I would not like to write another um, uh, Jason Goes to Hawaii or something. Um, <laughs> I, I would. Uh, but I would love to see Jason Goes to Hawaii. You're right. Like Elvis. <laughs> and surfing. <laughs> and he's, yes, he's, a, he's appearing at a luau. Um, right. And it is wrong. It is wrong. Yeah. Actually, too, then, I got one more horror movie question, and then I want to like, kind of like go a little bit into just your writing career in general, because it's funny that you know, everybody, everybody talks about this, but you've actually like, won the biggest awards in the world for your other writing. But I want to like, go back to, because um, there's one movie that you did, and I guess you wrote it according to IMDb, is, and that's Asylum. Is that something that, did oh. you write Asylum? No, I wrote a movie called Asylum that was bought and paid for by Columbia Pictures but never made. Oh, um, so that's not the same asylum that had like like uh, Malcolm McDowell and Robert Patrick? No, no. Oh, no. I thought it was the same one. Okay. Okay. I was that's... thinking it was. So your IMDb page is wrong because it links it to that movie. And I thought, because I love, Malcolm McDowell's kind of a good friend of mine and I love that movie. It's a great movie. So I was thinking it was the same one and I was I've... I was all excited. And my yeah, daughter I love, did I love make McDowell's a movie work. with Malcolm. She said he's a great guy. Did you ever see my grandchild? Can you see us on Skype? This is my grandchild, Morley. I can't see anything. He's the son of Morley Shulman and my daughter Deirdre. They, they did it out of wedlock. And this is Morley Shulman's son. He's my, it's a baby zombie, he's a my, zombie he's baby. He's my uh, great-grandson. Right, Morley? You're in the chat no, room. Anymore. Oh, pity. Morley's <laughs> not in the chat room. I love collectibles. I, like, I, have, like, every horror movie. I have like every version of like Jason and Freddy and everything that everybody like you know can have. I have a house full of stuff. I freaking like, love the stuff. And uh, I'm a little demented, so let's move on to, to okay. the, the fact that you're okay. So you're a three-time Emmy winner, four-time uh, WG. Uh, what's it called? The Writer, Writers Guild of America. Yeah, Writers Guild of America. Um, you were nominated. Actually, I, I counted on uh, Wikipedia eleven times. You won three times. I mean, congratulations! And dude, that's uh, it's like that's like being like the biggest like rock star in the world. <laughs> well. Um, in truth be told, it's also, I mean, the, the daytime Emmys do not have the same uh, uh, value that the nighttime Emmys do, but in the soap opera business, it's pretty good. So, uh, but I, yeah, I got three Emmys, four Writers Guild Awards, and, um, and I spent a very, very happy 25 years in daytime television and, um, and had great fun working with some really wonderful people. And, and so, so it was fun. And like, did you actually like, uh, like, converse with all the different stars and all the personalities and stuff as you were like writing stuff? Would they like? Do they like come to you and say, "Hey, I don't like the way you wrote this," or do you, is it just like you write it and that's the way it goes? All right, here's here's a the, an asterisk or a, a hashtag for you. Okay. Uh, actors and writers are mortal enemies. Um, okay. But uh, not always. But it's just the here's a here's a. The vest pocket version of what happens. You write, I, I would be hired, um, you know, or, or asked to write an audition scene for a new character. Let's say its name is going to be Bob, and Bob was a slightly demented child who was really good looking and, uh, and hot and everything. And uh, so uh, I'd write the audition scene, and then we'd see about 20 different auditions, different actors, and then somebody would be chosen. And um, 
he would get, get cast as Bob, and Bob would start appearing. And about three weeks into Bob there on, the, on air, uh, Bob was <laughs> complained to the writers um, things like, my character wouldn't say that. And um, so it, uh, it got, you know, it, we were kept away from the actors as often as possible because um, no good can come of it. I mean, one of the things, and originally when I was at One Life to Live, we were never supposed to talk to an actor without a producer present because um, they figured that uh, actors, if an actor started uh, coming on to a writer or a writer started coming on to an actor, um, that suddenly scenes would appear for this, this character uh, that made, <laughs> made no sense at all, but somebody was getting laid. <laughs> so, so you had to do that. And then one time I had uh, the character who played Dorian Lord in, um, in One Life to Live said uh, to me when I was really new, um, I hate this, I'll never say it, I couldn't, my character couldn't say this, uh, rewrite it for me. So I did, I rewrote two pages worth, and um, she said, thank you, I like that, and off she went. And then I found out from the producer, I was so new I didn't know the rule, that I was never supposed to talk to an actor without a, a producer present, and, and she knew and I didn't. Um, so anyway. Oh, so she screwed you. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah exactly. And then, then there were there were actors who would come and and sort of schmooze on the uh, production secretaries in the writer's office, and uh, when the secretaries were out, they they'd sneak through the long term to see whether who was dying, uh, who was going to get killed in the next couple of months, and um, so then they they'd go back down to the, the the dressing rooms and say to some other actor, say, do you know you're going to get leprosy and die in a week? And, <laughs> which is which doesn't help morale one bit. I think that's hilarious, though. So no. you've enjoyed the whole thing, though. You like all of it. It's uh, it's all been fun, and I, I mean, I think it's really cool because I like soap operas. We yeah. actually have a lot of people from. We've had a lot of people from Young and the Restless on because um, CBS contacts us a lot to bring people on to interview them, and yep. uh, so it's like a lot of fun. And as a kid, my mom watched Young and the Restless, and as the world turns, um, I actually went to Super Soap Weekend and dressed a lot of the celebrities in Orlando many years ago, and so I got to meet like pretty much everybody from all my children, and so that was really cool yeah, yeah. and uh and uh oh, ron's got an alien coming in now that's nice <laughs> yeah. no, it's, uh, it, it was it was a lot of fun it, it was a lot of pressure too. the uh you know when the ratings started going down and of course uh, i don't know whether you and your your uh, listeners know this but uh i like to think that the that the soap opera business as we knew it was pretty much killed by oj simpson uh, right in, in addition to whoever else went under um but um, when when OJ came, when OJ's trial started, we lost half of our daytime audience because people were watching, you know, real real crime in real time. And uh, when OJ's trial was over and he was acquitted or whatever, um, the uh, half of that audience did not return. They either broke the addiction or they decided that they liked real uh, real evil better than fake evil. And so uh, these days, and when we started in the business, when I started in the business in the early 80s, the three networks would split up like uh, a third of the available audience each. And now they're lucky to get one or two percent. Okay. Okay. So, so actually, then you kind of got out of it at a good time. Uh, as far as like working on the soaps, you got out of the working on the soaps at the perfect time. And now you're writing again. And I also read that you've written like 11 books or something like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've. I started, I, I went freelance when I was about 
uh, oh God, 34 years old. I was like 1974, somewhere in there. And um, my wife was a legal secretary, so she supported us while I flailed around. But I got a couple of jobs. One was to um, um, to translate uh, nine Kojak screenplays or you know teleplays into novelizations. Uh, so that supported us for a year. I think I got like nine hundred dollars a, uh, a novel, and so I did um, nine of those. Uh, and I did some uh, bodice rippers, which are those historical novels where you know the. the, the hang on, I'll just get oh, rid of that. Oh. That's, that's, the land, that's the landline. Go away, landline. We don't want to do that. Oh, good. Um, anyway, um, uh, so then I, I modest, you know, historical novels where the guy, you know, he was by her side in a trice, his hot breath on her neck, um, those kinds of uh, books. And uh, just I tried to survive any way I could. I also, oh, I also wrote corporate right. videos and crap like that. And now you get to write whatever you want. So, like, when you when you go yeah. and look at a movie, like, do you, if you go see movies, do you like? Can you enjoy a movie, or do you like watch a movie and automatically you like tearing it apart in your head? I remember Orson Welles once said, "I can't go to movies because every time uh, uh, they change scenes, I see the uh, slapstick, whatever the clap thing, the chalkboard slate." Sorry, takes a while. Um, and but no, what I do do is um, if it's a good movie, it just sweeps me along and I love it. But I also can, because I've done this so long, um, I can appreciate a movie at a, all kinds of levels. I say, boy, I'll turn to my wife and say, this is so beautifully structured. My God, it's flawless. And I'll and I'll tell her, though she doesn't want to hear it, <laughs> I'll tell her exactly how, as writer to, uh, writer watching another writer work how brilliant it is, and I do the same thing if it sucks. Um, so I'll say, oh, my God, uh, th- here we are nine minutes in and nothing's happened. Uh, what do they think is going to work? Um, and so and I, and I, I, I tweet stuff like that all the time. Like my latest tweet, I think, was um, I said something like God is a metaphor, but then I also said screenwriters, um, you, for five years you may not have anyone uh, throw a cell phone against a wall in frustration. Um, I just don't want to see that scene again. Wait, wait, go back though, because you said tweet. I I tried to find you on Twitter and I couldn't find you. What's your Twitter? Uh, what is my Twitter? Um, I'm either, I think Vic Mill one. Okay. Try that. I think it is, or or Victor Brook Miller. I'm Victor Brook Miller on Skype. Um, okay, I, I don't think because I I well I didn't have the Brook part, but I just put in Victor Miller on Skype, and all kinds of people were mentioning. I mean, not on Skype, on Twitter. Yeah. All kinds of people were mentioning you, but like then nobody had your actual Twitter, I've and so a, like I I just oh, assumed I you weren't on it. I'm I just looking. I am uh, um, Victor Miller, but it's at Vic Mill One V I C L numeral One. We will follow you today. I will follow you because I like freaking like love it. I'm a big on, I'm big on Twitter. I have a couple hundred thousand followers, and I freaking like love Twitter. I'm on there all day long, and Ron's getting I, there. I have a hundred. <laughs> I'm doing something wrong. I think I've got sixty-two. Um, okay, so I'll we're, help you get some people. Then we're, we're doing it people. right. Hey, you guys, if you're in the chat room, follow at Vic Mill One, uh, Victor Miller. Uh, and especially if you're a horror movie fan, he's got all kinds of things going on. I also just want to mention real quick, everybody, because he's got a. Uh, if you're a writer and you're like looking for tips 
scripts and stuff. Uh, number one, he reads screenplays. You can go to victormiller.com. Plus, his, his website is very, very informative. It's got all kinds of Q&As and answers and questions and stuff. It's actually one of the like most generous websites I've ever been to where, where someone who's had great success is willing to help people. So you should definitely, definitely check it out. And... Um, and just go to it and check it out. Now let's follow him on Twitter. And uh, what about on Facebook? What are you on Facebook? What am I on Facebook? I am. Let me. I got to see who I am. I, it's hard enough. You know, <laughs> I spent my entire life trying to figure out who the hell I am. And now I have. I'm Victor Brooke with an E Miller. My mother. Okay. Thought, my mother thought it sounded less Jewish if it had an E at the end of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> my mother. My mother. My the mother should thought, touch. My father, my mother's father was Jewish, and um, everyone. She kept telling us um, that we were some some less percentage Jewish than each year. I mean, at first we were like a quarter, then we became an eighth, and a sixteenth. I've forgotten how how low it got, but remember, this was in the nineteen fifties, and she was protecting us against uh, prejudice, I guess. But you bet. It was all bullshit. Terrible anti-Semitism back in the fifties. Oh, Listen, where, where yeah. are you coming from now? Where are we? Where are you talking from? You are speaking to me in Alameda, California, which is twenty minutes south, depending on I traffic, from San Francisco. Sure, I know it well. It's a beautiful country. I lived in LA for years. Um, I know it. It's a beautiful town. Ron actually had a TV show out there on Time Warner called Set the Record Straight, where he interviewed all the legends of Hollywood, like Jane Russell and Tab Hunter and like all the... Tony Curtis. Tony Curtis and all the legends of Hollywood. And all, it was out, ran out there for four years, and we're getting ready to relaunch it. Yeah, all the big ones. We're doing a documentary now. We'll be out in L.A. for two months. The documentary is The Way They Were, and I'm interviewing all the great legends who will talk about Hollywood the way it was back in the 40s and 50s when it was full of glamour and, and all sorts of wonderful, exciting things. I will, I will watch that. I, I, yeah, it's history. Oh. You know, I want people to... I'm going to also donate it to all of the colleges to keep in their film lab so right. that there is a documentary on the stars that are left who will be talking about the stars who have gone. Were we both uh, born so in 1940? Ron, hmm? were, we were we both born in 1940? Born. <laughs> no, no, that's a secret. No. He's not oh, going to tell you that. Tell you. Maybe, oh, okay. maybe for a lot of money. But no, <laughs> I, I, I made a movie with Sophia Loren and Tab Hunter, and I won't give the year of that film or the title because then you'll know how old I am. Because I was 19 <laughs> when I made the movie with them. Anyway, you're relatively close. So I can't, I, can't, I can't put that on my film credit. Isn't it a killer that you can't put that you made a film with Sophia Loren and Tab Hunter? It kills me. Because it makes him too old. Then. Well, of course it does. It makes me like 103. But I mean, uh, Sophia Loren is older than I am, and Tab is way older than I am. Tab is now, uh, I believe Tab, is, uh, Tab has got to be 80. Yeah. Yeah, Tab's got to be 80 now. I, I'm buddies with him. I love Tab Hunter. He's a great just, guy. All I remember from that era, I mean, I remember many things, but my favorite uh, story that you have to unravel is, I think it's an Esther Williams's autobiography, where she had a blind date with Jeff Chandler, and she went to his house. Now that's and all came. baloney, by the way. Really? You know, that's below, yeah, Jane Russell told me, you know, Jane and Esther were best of friends. Yeah. And I know, I know Esther, and I knew her pretty well um, because of Jane. Uh, Jane stayed at Esther's house in Malibu a lot. Um, I think okay. what she wrote was really kind of squeezed out of her by the publishers. They wanted sensationalism yeah. as far as Jeff Hunt wearing panties and bras and stuff. Yeah. Uh, we don't know. You know, Jane made a movie with um, 
Jeff Chandler called the Fox uh, Hot Flash or Hot Fox or something. And she worked with him and she said he was wonderful and she loved him. And none of that stuff happened. So, you know, oh. people write books and they put things in yeah. it to make it better. I'm not saying huh. Esther's a liar by no means. Just like the book that's out now by um, my buddy. Uh, she wrote it and she said that she and Joan Collins had a fight because Joan Collins... No, Shirley Jones. Right? Shirley Jones said yeah. that, uh, that her husband at the time wanted to do a foursome with uh, Joan Collins and her then husband. <laughs> so, of course, Joan Collins went nuts because she's a virgin still and she screamed, I don't do those things. You know, I'm a decent woman. Whatever made you publish that I did, I would do a foursome with you guys. I've heard stories about Joan Collins that make that sound like, you know, a nursery rhyme. I want to tell everybody to go back. It's victormiller.com. I want to make sure we get in. I just started following you on Twitter, so you can follow me back because I hate it if people don't follow me back. I always yeah, follow I, I, If they do follow me, I have no idea. So <laughs> That's good. Follow me back. And just to let you know, anytime you got anything you really want to promote, if you put at Dr. Jimmy Starr at the end of your tweet, so I see it, I'll retweet anything you want. And it goes to like 250,000 people every time I do it. And Vic, you're a really, really good guest. Uh, you're talkative, you're interesting, not like somebody that could bore you to death, you want to shoot them. But, you know, you got to be polite and do, uh-huh. Uh-huh. You're, you're an informative guest. And I hope my puppet show only added to the afternoon. Actually, everybody in the chat room loved the puppet show. What's going I, on? I, I'm a frustrated puppeteer, you know, because I'm gay. And I fell in love with Howdy Doody, a wooden dummy. And I, I wanted to, like, marry him. But, of course, you couldn't marry a wooden dummy. So... Uh, you're, you've broken up. Have we lost each other? I cannot hear you now. Hello, Skype. No, I, we're still there. Okay. I, I can hear you. Can you hear me now? I, I can hear you now. I audition. Skype I sometimes audition. gets in trouble with that. Okay. Sometimes fear does it to Skype. Yeah. Or the yeah. Martians flying around. You know, the spacecraft are out there, and sometimes the beams reflect off the spacecraft. <laughs> I thought it was- anyway, we gotta go. we're going to get ready to start wrapping up anyway. Yes. We want to thank you for coming on the Jimmy Star thank Show. Hope everybody, come, hope everybody comes out to San Antonio and sees you this weekend at MonsterCon. Um, we want to thank, thank you for... Uh, Coming on the show, and if anytime you got anything to promote, let us know, and we'll stay in touch. And please Jimmy, come to all Ron, the monster fests we have on the East Coast. All righty, so we can see you on the East Coast. Come to the monster fests here. There you go. And all right, Victor. Thank you. I'll be there. Thank you. Later, Victor. Uh-huh, bye bye. Nice talking to him. He's a nice guy. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Very nice. Very interesting. And lots of cool tattoos. So that's, that's of- why he wrote that crazy movie that scared the hell out of everybody. Absolutely. Do you know, so people had nightmares. I, the other one I got scared was the guy that came to the mattress with the scissors or the knives. What That's Freddy Krueger. That one scares the hell out of you, too. Yeah. Chad, did you watch Freddy Krueger? Um, if Of course I did. What was that? Uh, Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street? Nightmare on Elm Street, sure, yeah. yeah. But I he think comes Ron out, did a mattress much... with the knives? Oh, yeah. that's frightening. That's when he kills Johnny Depp. That oh, was I forgot Johnny. Johnny was in there. He got sucked into the bed, Johnny didn't he? Depp? Yeah, with Johnny Depp. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think, think I Ron, you did a great job on the puppet show today. Did you like the little puppet show? Loved Wasn't it, it cute? Loved it. I think the world loved it today. You guys are looking at me yeah, like uh, you're not hearing me, huh? Shows. And we're going to actually let everybody know we're going to go get a booster. What, what do I call the booster <laughs> thing? I'm gonna, we're going to go get a booster thing today. I have to go get curtain rods for the living room. <laughs> Got it. Over curtain rods and boosters. Better beyond. Hmm. So we'll go to Best Buy. What do I call the booster thing, though, again, Chad? I have no idea because I've never had to buy one. Google it.
Okay. Okay, cool. Um, so, everybody, what do we got? We got like three minutes left. Maybe we'll go out with Pointless with Orlando Napier. And yeah. then uh, uh, and then next week we're going to have an awesome show and we'll get our booster and everything will be going. We want to give quick shout-outs to everybody. Thanks for tuning in in the chat room. And we also uh, want to make sure everybody tunes in next week for Barricades Rise. Check out CroakerTheMovie.com. And we want to thank all our syndicates, W4CY Radio, our home station. we got WROM Radio in Detroit, Jackalope Radio in Kansas City, Planet Radio Network. They're in L.A., Toronto, New York, and London, 76th Street Network in Omaha, Nebraska, Monster FM Radio in New York, and Bad Tomato FM in Washington, D.C. We want to thank all of them for all of their support of the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Uh, finally. And, hey, uh, and we Chad, want to thank it took, Chad. Me, it took me like 10 years of fighting with him to get my name on the damn years, show. Huh? That's a long <laughs> well, time. Well, it wasn't right. Jimmy Star Show. Who am I? I'm a star myself. I mean, I have my own show. I have a big name, too, out in California. There you go. Stop Maybe not on the East Coast. Mm. So, everybody, we we'll Ron. see you guys next week. We want to thank you for tuning in. And we're going to leave you with Pointless <laughs> by Orlando Napier off on Monarchy Records, now available on all the digital download sites. And Yay. get ready for our Halloween show coming soon. Yeah. yeah. Later, boys. Living in a constant state of disparity My indifference was my trick for ignoring reality Pharmaceutical remedies began to lose their intensity The oxygen, the city, the weed, and the blow on the Hennessy Cause like a kid, we couldn't feel my extremities There wasn't a woman around who would consider having me In a state of physical and mental calamity I given up hope until I finally found serenity Watch it in the Take the world and a band up a rock on the ground this time.